Hello, word nerds. Welcome to another episode of The Dictionary, starring me, Spencer. Uh, But in the future, you will be hearing other voices here. I've already spoken to some people who are interested in being guest readers of The Dictionary. So, uh, yeah, in the future, there will be other voices, so you won't have to listen to me drone on and on. You can hear somebody else drone on and on. Won't that be fun? All right. First word for this episode is at the bottom of the first column of page 34. It is the word almighty, A-L-M-I-G-H-T-Y. It is the first form of it. This is an adjective from before the 12th century. One is often capitalized, having absolute power over all, as in almighty God. And now let's lower the pitch in my voice and I can say almighty God because that's fun. 2a. Relatively unlimited in power. I think it's funny that that one is relatively unlimited in power, but the other one is absolute power. All right, the example for 2a is an almighty board of directors. 2b. Having or regarded as having great power or importance, as in the almighty dollar. 3. We have the synonym mighty, used as an intensive, as in an almighty shock. Almightiness is a noun. Now we have the second form of almighty. This is an adverb from 1833. To a great degree. That's the definition. Synonym is extremely, as in, although he did not precisely starve, he was almighty hungry. That is from W.A. Swanberg. I think I should have brought some water down here, because my voice is getting a little rough. I will chug through. Next word is almighty again, but this one is capitalized. This is a noun from before the 12th century. We have the synonym God One, and it is used with the word the. Next is almond, like the thing that you eat. It's an almond. This is a noun from the 14th century. 1a. The drupaceous fruit of a small tree of the rose family with flowers and young fruit resembling those of the peach, especially its ellipsoidal edible kernel used as a nut. So the scientific name for the small tree mentioned at the beginning is Prunus dulcis, and then it says syn period. I'm not sure if that's a synonym or, or something along those lines. It has the letter P, which I'm assuming is just the abbreviated form of prunus, and then amygdalus. So that's one thing. Next thing is, I didn't know that uh, the almond was part of the rose family. I think that's kind of interesting. And it is a drupaceous fruit. I have no idea what that means. I've never heard that word, but it's uh, fascinating to learn things like that, which I will probably forget as soon as I'm done editing this episode. Next definition 1b is any of several similar fruits. 2. A tree that produces almonds. Next we have almond-eyed. Almond-e-y-e-d. This is an adjective from 1849, having narrow slant almond-shaped eyes. Next we have almoner. A-l-m-o-n-e-r. This is a noun from the 14th century. One, one who distributes alms. Two is British, a social service worker in a hospital. Next is the word almost, 
Like, I've almost finished the letter A, except I haven't. I'm about halfway through. This is the first form of it. It's an adverb from before the 12th century. Very nearly, but not exactly or entirely. As in, we're almost there. Now we have the second form of the word almost. This is an adjective from 1709. Very near, but not quite. As in, an almost failure. Next we have alms. The thing that the almoner gives out. This is a noun from before the 12th century. One is archaic. We have the synonym charity. Two, something as money or food given freely to relieve the poor. Almsgiver is a noun, and almsgiving is also a noun. Next we have almshouse. This is all one word. This is a noun from the 14th century. One is British a privately financed home for the poor. Two has the synonym poorhouse. Next is almsman, A-L-M-S-M-A-N. This is a noun from before the 12th century. No surprise. A recipient of alms could be updated to say almsperson or almswoman, uh, but no, just almsman. Next we have the word alnico, I guess it could be Alnico, but I think it's Alnico. A-L-N-I-C-O. This is a noun from 1935. A powerful permanent magnet alloy containing iron, nickel, aluminum, and one or more of the elements cobalt, copper, and titanium. And the word is from the first two letters of aluminum, nickel, and cobalt. So it's probably Alnico because you say aluminum. At least I do. Next is the word aloe, A-L-O-E. This is a noun from before the 12th century again. One is plural. The fragrant wood of an East Indian tree of the Mazirion family. And I hope I'm pronouncing Mazirion correctly. The East Indian tree has a scientific name. It is Aquilaria agayocha or agalocha. 2A. Any of a large genus, aloe, of succulent, chiefly southern African plants of the lily family with basal leaves and spicate flowers, or spicate flowers. 2b. The dried juice of the leaves of various aloes used especially formerly as a purgative, usually used in plural, but singular in construction. I think it's the word construction. It just says C-O-N-S-T-R, period. I would assume construction is right, like when you're constructing a sentence. Uh, but I could be completely wrong on this one. And apologies if I sound stupid. 2C, we just have the synonym aloe vera, which is our next word. But real quick, the etymology for aloe says this is uh, Latin. It doesn't give a Latin word, but it does say dried juice of aloe leaves. And it is from the Greek word aloe, spelled the same, but it has a line over the E. Now we are getting to aloe vera, two separate words, and we'll say this is the last episode for, no, the last word for this episode, not the last episode for this word. This is a noun from 1766. An aloe whose leaves furnish a gelatinous emollient extract used especially in cosmetics and skin creams, also, such an extract or a preparation composed primarily of such an extract. 
The etymology says this is New Latin. It's a species name from aloe plus the Latin vera. And vera is the feminine of verus, which means true. And there's more at the word very. Uh, by the way, there is a scientific name, uh, aloe barbanensis, and then a vera, which is our word. So that will end this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Rate and review, share, etc., etc. And until next time, this is Spencer reading the dictionary. Goodbye.